0: Visit Arcade Club, Europe's largest classic arcade, with over 200 video and pinball machines. There's classic consoles and computers. There is also PS4s, Xbox One's, Wii U, PC and Oculus Rift, and regular tournaments and competitions. All machines are set to free play. Open Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays. Check out arcadeclub.co.uk for more details. Tenpence Arcade are proud members of the Throwback Network and the Retro Junkies Network.
1: tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition, on a stretch and try to do a podcast. I was listening to a bit of Dolly the other day on the radio. Hiya Vic. Hello Sean, how are you? Hey. Welcome are you? everyone listening to the Tenpence Arcade Podcast, not the Dolly Party Parton Appreciation Show. Mm, she's good though, ain't not she? Bit of Dolly, everyone likes a bit of Dolly. Have you heard the slowed down version of Jolene? Yes
0: jolene jolene um no i didn't do it but it was on youtube and they slowed it down from 45 to 33 and a third rpm
1: and she's good it gives it like a right creepy kind of atmosphere it's great actually. i like the sound of that it sounds better than the original i like the original Mm. anyway never mind all that we've got to talk about arcade stuff yes let's go okay what have we been up to since the
0: last podcast which was two weeks ago and a bit of a thursday
1: Yes, cause we did it early because I went to Frinton or France, yeah.
0: whichever you fancy. Frinton on Sea.
1: So we've had three weekends Vic in between then and now. We have. A very hot weekend I had in France. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was, it was good actually. Quite relaxing, didn't do a lot at cheese. Mm. It's probably it really cheese. A lot a lot of France was on fire though, wasn't it? It was. It's very near us as well. We wasn't actually in the little sort of towny villagey place we were at, but it was very close. We saw Lots of fire engines go past one day on the motorway, about 20 of them. they were speeding towards it, so hopefully they've sorted that out and gotten under control. But, apparently, it's 42 degrees there at the minute. Wow. It was 34 when I was there, and that was quite hot.
0: It's about 14 here today, so it's positively balmy. I
1: think we're 20, which is quite nice. I've been out and about today. It's been all right, actually. It's been quite nice. Mm. But, anyway, uh, what was you doing in your weekends? Three weekends. Weekend one... You did three separate weekends. Well done, sir. Yes. Carry on. I was helping James at
0: Retro Games Party out at a, a gig called Go Brutal in Preston.
1: Go Brutal. How brutal but did you go?
0: Pretty brutal.
1: Mm-hmm. Good. They're a
0: clothes company, and they had this this very attractive ladies. No, this very attractive coat in a block of ice that slowly melted over the night. It's very good, that. Uh, Eleven machines, one loot and van and lots of bands and DJs, and we had VIP passes to the burgers, Ooh. to the VIP area, sorry, I ate burgers. Very nice, very nice. Cool. Weekend number two. Oh yeah. Arcade Club. I haven't been there for a bit, I I've, I've keep missing it because we've been so busy. Busy. Playthrough of the wonderful Seven. I love that game, we're going to have to do Seven. Maybe. No, no. I saw SM Radis there, and he's, he's a stutum up king, and he doesn't like it. Not good. So there must be something different about it. Another anyway, reason not to like it. Weekend three, which was yesterday or or now kind yes. of thing. Yes, right went, second. Yes, went to the back cave. Lewis has now got an arcade cabin in the back cave, and he's getting got, them
1: everywhere, isn't he? I know he's got four now. He's
0: got Shienru, Shienru STV hardware in a proper cab. So I was loving that game. It's a bit of a Truxton kind of a shooter. Okay. Similar-looking ships and similar-looking weapons. Very good game. And then afterwards, I went out around Sunny Blackburn with Jake and Amy from Maximum Power-Up mm-hmm. and James RGP and
2: Dan Smash. Dan Smash. Ooh, yeah, a
1: good night. Great night out. I wasn't feeling too well this morning. Mm, that'll learn you. Mm. Talking about STV hardware, Yes. you do know that you can get a multi-board for STV. It's an SD thing that loads the games up separately. You can put all the games on, on ROMs on there and load them up separately on proper hardware. Right, because It's been out for a while, and I actually know someone who's selling one at the moment because he's getting rid of all his arcade stuff. He's got to move to a smaller house. Ah. That's quite expensive bit of hardware. That' not interesting for me because I don't really like that many games on STV. Well, Shien
0: Ryu, there's another shoot 'em up by the same company... I'm trying to remember the name of the company. Hang on, I've got it here. Well,
1: it's on Sega Hardware. It's not Sega, is it?
0: No. do not say anything about it, actually. Clickity,
1: clickity, click. How can you hear so, you clicking? Sorry,
0: I'm clicking on MAME. Anyway, there's another shooter called Deo or Daio or something. Yeah. And it's about a grand, apparently, to buy. Whoa! <laughs> and Lewis is after it, but I don't think he's going to pay a grand for it.
1: Well, I'll get on to Lewis. If he buys his hardware, he can have it.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, so that's that. Awesome. What other stuff have you been up to?
0: Well, I've been trawling through my meme. i found another Scramble clone, because we want more Scramble. You don't can't it, get we?
1: enough Scrambles in this world.
0: But there's the levels I'm bored of now. I want more levels. Yeah. And there's one called <laughs> Four in One Fun. Ooh. Four Fun in One. Four I think Fun it's in One? Four games, and one of them Scramble. And it's one button does you fire and your bombs. A little boring. And it's, yeah, it's a hack, really. It's all right. But I also found a German Pleiades clone called Capital, Capitol C-A-P-I-T-O-L mm. which has got the Phoenix ship in the Pleiades graphics and, it, and it, you know the ship sort of undulates it the Phoenix ship it? flippity, yeah.
1: flappity, flippity, It's got that It's a, it's a bit different, it's alright Talking about looking through MAME I was doing that the other night I couldn't sleep uh, last night because uh, I went to bed about 10 o'clock I was quite tired and I was sort of messing about my phone in the dark I thought oh, I was just go and do something so I came downstairs, went on the the main PC I've got left over for main for doing stuff on main normal PC. I was looking through games to try and find a list of an alternative 19-in-1 board I'd make up myself, which I'm going to hmm. do on the Raspberry Pi with Rich Greger's software that he did, which is like a yeah. 19-in-1 clone front end. And also started on the 60-in-1. I've got 45 games at the moment for the 60-in-1. I'm still searching for a few more. None of them... Are the ones on the original 16-in-1 or the 19-in-1. I got 19-in-1 all done. I actually had about 23. I had to shed a few off. Um, obviously, stuff like Bank Panic and gra- the proper Gradius is on there, not the rubbish version. Mm. And stuff like that. You know, uh, I think I've got Iron Horse and Green Beret and all sorts of really cool horizontal games and loads of really cool vertical games that are not on the 16-in-1 original. Right. So it's going to be interesting. I'll, I'll probably send you the image of that when I get it done. I'll make sure they're all working and everything on there. But yeah, really cool game. Sort of an alternative to the one if you could sort of choose your own games for it, which is what everyone wants to do. Yeah, be good then. Mm. Uh other stuff I've been up to, uh obviously, obviously I was on holiday in France for a week. It was quite nice, quite hot. Got eaten to death by mosquitoes again. Ooh. Oh, they're boogers. Then pointy nosed <laughs> swines. Oof. Ugh. I had like you know, you can get these bracelets with sort of deet on, which is the stuff they don't like. It's like a lemon smelling stuff. Had mm. that one on me, one on my arm, or one on my leg. Still got eaten to death by the damn things. Well, is it not? Is it not
0: attracting them instead?
1: It might be. Maybe they do like lemon. Yeah, I do like a lemon tart. I'm gonna I mean, I have to
0: Google that. Do mosquitoes like lemon?
1: Yeah. Do not. Do not spread lemon tart on your legs. No, it's a little bit sticky. Yeah, so got eaten there. I did see. I did find two video game. Retro video game shops there. Uh, I can't remember what what towns there were. There were some funny little towns I can't remember the names of. One of them was quite good. There was nothing I really fancied there, but it was nice to see a few old games, as well as some new ones. Uh, Another one was on a two-hour lunch break, the Lazy gets so I couldn't go in there. Yeah, but it is quite hot. They sort of have a siesta in south of France, because it is damn hot. Mm. So you want to have sort of rest in the middle of the day, I think, otherwise you pass out. So, yeah, it was all right. I didn't see any arcades, unfortunately. I wasn't really looking for them. I was just relaxing. Well done. Uh, on holiday, and also at home, I've been playing far too much ZBot W. Zelda Breath of the Wild. You're really good at these and aren't you? Oh, I like the acronyms. <laughs> yep. So I've been playing a little bit too much of that. It's taken over my life. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, God. Like I'm going to tell you a little bit about Zelda Breath of the Wild now, and then we'll never speak of it again, because it's not an arcade game. And I moan about people doing new stuff on retro arcade or retro podcasts. It's a really, really clever game. I don't know anything about modern games. I don't know how good they are nowadays. It's one mm. of these free roaming things. You can go anywhere you like, wander about, do what you like, side quests, rescuing stuff, fighting stuff, cooking stuff. It's re- I think it's really, really clever. The mm. two clever things I noticed about, it, as well as lots of other stuff you can do in it, is. When you're fighting baddies, you know you've got a shield and a sword, and there's different bits of combat with millions of buttons on the controllers and all that lot, and you get used to it quite quick. As you progress through the game a little bit more, the monsters get cleverer, and there's there's two instances of this. I can I really really I'd I actually laughed out loud when I saw it. I couldn't believe it. was yeah. watching the wife play and I saw it. There's one of the things where there's a little quest where you have got a there's this really big baddie. He's huge, you know. He's massive. He's mu- many times bigger than you are. And he's called a Hinox. He's like a big monster troll thing. He's probably one of Tronad's mates, right? And the idea is you wake him up because he's asleep, right? You hit him and he wakes up and he chases you, and he's got one great big eye. So what you do is you fire an arrow into his eyeball, and he freaks yeah. out. He sits down, and he shakes his feet all around, and you go and smash his feet, and then you run away and you keep repeating it until you kill him. Because yeah. he, if he hits you with just one hit, you're normally dead because he's really massive. But what I noticed is after you've hit him a few times, you've got like three quarters of his health down. Wife was playing it. He gets up, and as you draw your bow, he puts his hand over his eye. Yeah. As he's, and you go, oh, you clever swine. So you've got to hit him alternative ways, or you've got to do it quick. But that was one thing. And there's another bit later on where there's these sort of like, there's these things called Lizalfos, they're these big massive lizard things, and they get big, they're really big ones that are harder to kill. And there's a bit in it where you can get bombs, like in the original Zelda, and you can throw a bomb at him, and then detonate it from far away. But when you throw a bomb at him, I notice when they get clever, they kick the bombs away. Yeah. So they, they're like, I'm having that boot, and they boot it away. And when you detonate it, you miss them. I thought it was really, really clever. I'm sure games nowadays have got all that and more. Just mm. I'm used to just jumping over stuff, hitting stuff and shooting stuff. Yeah. But yeah, really, really clever game. And, and what Alex was saying, he reckons it's the best game he's ever played. And our Alex, Nintendo Arcade, has played a lot of games i would imagine so yes and i'm slowly thinking of a a console game especially it's one of the best i've ever played because it is so big involved and you know what it's worth 60 quid that's expensive for a game i think it's actually worth it because we're going to get literally hundreds of hours of play out of this and it doesn't get boring either you know, it's not one of these games where you've got to sort of grind away and kill little things to level. You just sort of progress, and if you get bored of doing one thing, you do another thing, and you learn and you find things. It's absolutely brilliant. But mm-hmm. warning to anyone who's thinking about getting a Switch if you can actually get older one, don't start it if you've got a life, because you will, you will just never get out of it. You'll never be able to do anything again in your life. It's impossible. <laughs> Honestly, it's so addictive. It's great. Anyway, wow. that's it now. I will not talk of Z-Bot W ever again. Good. Good. That's good, though. It's good that you're enjoying it. Oh, let's talk about arcades, then, shall we? While we're Come here. Come on. Come on. I played some Scramble the other night. First time in ages on my little Isis cab.
2: Ooh. I was
1: playing away at it, uh, and I think that machine... So I did reset the high score, which was 260,000 on it, which, which I'd done. My best ever. And it had about 102,000 points on the high score, because it's got a high score kit on that one. Yeah. Scramble doesn't normally have it. This is one of the excellent Phil Murray high score kits on there, right? I was playing away at it, and that game it's had a little bit of an issue before with low voltage and it's, it does reset now and again. I was playing away at it, and I had hundred and twenty thousand, beat me score, playing away, I had one life left, just reset, like that. And it had the rug pattern on the screen, it just stayed on there. I was like, oh, for God's sake. So I turned the machine off and back on again, lost all my high scores. Right. It reset all the high scores as well. Normally, I told Phil about it, and he said, Well, what you do is to reset all the high scores on there if you ever want to, is you power the machine on holding down and the fire button. And I think when I was playing the game, I was holding down and pressing fire, just playing normally. And when the machine came back on again, it reset all my scores. Because it sort of right. reset itself, if you know what I mean. Yeah. How flipping annoying. So they're all set to 10,000 again now. Have you sorted out the problem? What? Well, We'll get on to that on the Tech Tips. I've got a quick techie tip on that Ooh. later on. Yeah, I've sorted out now. It's not too bad. So actual more actual arcade stuff. When I was in the garage, uh, it was probably a day later, actually, first time in ages, I thought I'll do a spot of maintenance because a few things needed doing in there. Because, you know, arcade machines always need maintenance, right? Mm-hmm. So I sorted out the voltages on the ISIS machine, uh, which houses two games inside on a jammer switcher. Uh, Scramble and Time Pilot are in there at the moment. Mm. which is a Time Pilot Boolag. Uh, and I tweaked the voltages, but they're slightly different on each board. So Time Pilot is a little bit high on 5.1, and the Scrambler is bang on 5 volts. Um, and it kept resetting because before it was actually on about 4.7, which is way too low. But more about that in, in the tactics later on. Yeah. Also, sorted out Miz Pac-Man, which is on another jammer switcher in one of my ponies with Turtles the original Konami Turtles game, because that the Ms. Pac-Man on there is really flaky, because I got this board for $5 years ago, because it looked absolutely knackered. It was untested. I got it with another board at the time. It was untested. One of the chips has actually smashed the top off of it, and you can actually see the internals of the chip. But it still works, and it works okay. But it used to sort of reset now and again, and every now and again you put it in the head of jail bar on the screen and everything. So I thought, oh, I'll have a look at that. And that was down on, on voltages as well. And what I'm thinking is those jammer switches must use an extra little bit of voltage to run the actual thing that does the switch in between. So you need to just tweak it up a little bit. Yeah. So I got 100,000 points on it afterwards. I played it for a little while because it's a speed-up, really easy version. Got 100,000 points on it, no problem. So I think that one's sorted. We can say that one's sorted. I also screwed some bits into the coin door of Centipede as it's a bit bare because I got the coin door... Powder coat painted a while back, and I put it back on, and all the actual hardware that bolts onto it, the coin rejects and the little flappy doors and everything, were off. So I've put them back on, but I need to get the red lighty-up coin reject bits sorted. You know, the bits you press to, re- to get your money back. And they yeah. got lights behind. I need to get some lights for it, because it's missing the lights. And there's a, also a little bit missing off there. I need to find off an old coin door. Right, well, I've got a buyer for that
0: centipede when you fixed it. it- no, no, no. It's never going anywhere. That is See- staying. Steve Tyke, the centipede guy who can get nine hundred thousand when he was younger. He's got six hundred and six, I think, at arcade club. Ooh. He's going to buy it off you. I said he could have it. Sorry,
1: no. You have to tell no? him no, and he'll break your knuckles. One hundred and fifty quid. I said it's about right, isn't it? And then he spat me Melbourne tea out. <laughs> there. Think it's Melbourne all- tea. Yeah, it's slightly vanilla. It's nice. It tastes like custard. Oh, tea. Custard tea. What are you having Ooh. tea for? Because. I'm not that well, and I don't think I can have much coffee. So I have got to switch to tea. Mm. I'll get you into it before long. It's bobbins,
0: tea. Lovely
1: tea. Nice. Bobbins. (laughs) Also, more arcade stuff. I've redesigned button layouts for the Dino King panels I make. Have you seen those? I think so, a while ago. You saw Flinster's uh, Dino King at Revival? Yes, yeah. That was one of my panels I made for him. Right, right, The little panels, because the Dino King originally is a, a card game for kiddies with three buttons either side, it's like a rock, paper, scissors game
0: My son used to like it
1: What people do is they get the Dino Kings they rip all that guff out they put a jammer switching power supply in there jammer loom and a new control panel, you've got a little jammer cap because they're 15 nice. kilohertz monitors and they're nice little machines especially if you haven't got a lot of room, or you want kids to play on it or you want to be a giant <laughs> Yeah so I'm I've redesigned a few because a few people have asked me for them, but they want different um button configurations. One guy wants two levers, six buttons. Sorry, two levers, twelve buttons, six buttons per side. And because it's such a tiny little thing, it's only about four hundred mil wide. I've had to use twenty-four mil buttons, you know the usual start buttons. Yeah. Because normal buttons are 30 mil. Uh, And I managed to squeeze them in there. I think one guy wanted six buttons, one lever, another guy wanted one lever and three buttons. So I've done loads of different designs for them. And I'll be making them soon. Nice. That's quite a nice little thing to do. Get people's uh, video games going. And that is about it. I had a bit of a play on Dr. Micro. Yeah. Mm. We shall talk about that (laughs)
2: later, kids.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mm.
0: (laughs) Arcade News. Right, I found this podcast a while ago. It's Arcade Radio. R, the letter R, Arcade Radio. I've listened to a little bit of one of them. They're interviewing some guy who's going around America getting nine point nine nine million every joust count.
1: I've heard of him before. Yeah. So he's ruining joust for everyone. Yeah. By no, um, no one can get rid of his name off there because when you get to that high, if you get one more point, it goes back to zero, and you can't put your name in the high score c- table. <laughs> yeah. What a cheeky so, monkey. I oh
0: know. So check that podcast out. I've, I've only listened to a bit. I'm going to check a few out. Arcade Radio. And also, some news from K Man Sweden. A Taito.
1: Our man in Sweden.
0: Taito F3 multiboard is out for 300 quid. Do you want one, Vic? No. No, I don't.
1: There's not many games on Taito F3 I like, actually.
0: There's a couple of. There's, I think there's two shooters I want mine playing. I think Darius Gaiden and. Gekki Rinden. That's it. I like Gekki Rinden.
1: I had that once, and I swapped it for another board because I didn't bother with it.
0: I was playing it on the Saturn at the Batcave a couple of months back. Good game.
1: Mm, Okay. Uh, These things, uh, the link you've provided here, uh, the Darksoft, the guy who makes them, I think in Poland, the URL comes up in Firefox as an unsecure site and it won't let me access it. So in the show notes, I've linked to the middle-aged gamer showing it on a YouTube video for everyone to have a look at. Right. Great if you like F3 games. Quite cheap, actually, because F3 games, if you had to buy all of them separately because it's a board and then a red cartridge goes on top, it'd be a damn slight more than 300 quid. Mm. It's so worth a it if, if, if you're into yeah. it, yeah. Really if you're into good. that hardware. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. What's this one? Patrick Scott Patterson's Raiders of the Lost
1: Arcade. What's that? Like? I don't know. You wrote it in. Did I? Yes. Basically, That's... it's an article with Patrick Scott Patterson. He isn't video game advocate. Uh, he's good to follow on Twitter actually. He's constantly finding and saving arcade uh, video games in the wild, arcade and console. He always goes to like yard sales and, and boot sales in America and he just comes back with tons of stuff. I don't know what he's doing with it. He must have a warehouse full of it or maybe he's selling it to, you know, to console users and stuff. I don't know. I'll ask him one day actually. Mm. Oi, Mr. Patterson, what are you doing? Yeah. E. E. e- Right, you know about this. Predators, the I've Williams game. have this for a long time.
0: That, yeah, we knew about it a couple of years ago, didn't we? The <laughs> R- Williams game that Rav and All Alpha one were on about years ago has now been shown at US show California
1: Extreme, fixed up by Andy Welburn. Yep, people will lose their heads on this game. It's been rumoured to be about for years and years, and Doc Mac is after it. He'd really like to get it. Now, hopefully, hopefully Rav, the owner, uh, will sell... Stroke, Lend, whatever, to to dock one day. Because it's a four-player game. And it's sort of a cross between Sinistar... uh, What else is it across? Asteroids, maybe? It's a Rasta Mm -hmm. game, but it's a four-player linked game. So originally, it was going to be in two double cabinets. If you think of like a Nintendo versus upright cabinet, which is like two Donkey Kongs bolted together, two of them... Back to back, playing the game, and you go you go around trying to get each other. They're all named after birds. I think it's a like condor, uh, falcon, eagle, and another one. Dave, 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 the Dave the bird. I think it's called. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe it's hate beak. Ah, ah. be. But the game's really cool because I was watching a video on it, and I've seen it been played before because I was, I was showing a video ages ago, but I was sworn to secrecy because it's a big secret. And Andy Welburn... I think he, he redid the audio hardware because it was missing. He's actually remade it. He's such a clever guy. And it's all playing now. And they've, they've sort of debuted it at California Extreme in this really nice looking... It's an LCD cab they've made because it, it's a four-player thing. And if you made four CRTs, it would be absolutely huge and cumbersome. You wouldn't want to move it around. But I don't know where it's going to end up. God knows. Mm. But the actual gameplay, it looks very similar to, to Sinistar, but you can sort of rotate a turret around your ship as you're flying around with it. And there's like little power ups you can get so you can make yourself invisible to all the other players. So you can sneak up on them and things. And you've got to shoot each other and other stuff that goes after you and there's warps to go between the different worlds and everything. It's a really smart looking game. And I hope one day it appears in MAME so we can play it. Yeah, I think it's
0: definitely be good as a multiplayer, wouldn't it? Oh, Much more absolutely. than a single
1: player job. Yeah, I think a single player is quite a flat game. And mm. uh, I don't think it it sort of worked under testing years and years ago because you've got to have four cabs or two mm. huge cabs for it so i don't think many arcades are keen on it because it's so big it would have cost like four times an original machine i suppose yeah i suppose so four lots of controls four cabinets four monitors blah 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 so yeah but it does look awesome absolutely awesome mm. have you ever wondered
0: what it's like to set up a new arcade game we've got A link here to *Walking Dead*, the gun game, the light gun game unboxing video from the Game Grid Arcade Utah, which is the Arcade Heroes guy, Adam Pratt. Yep. And it's a video, like a video of him unboxing it, setting it up, putting the topper on, and the you know getting everything working. So that's quite interesting. This cab is
1: huge as well, isn't it? It's like a Mm. oh god, is that a 50-inch LCD screen in there? And it's like a big, same sort of size as the Rambo and the Alien vs. Predators type. Gun games. It's a huge yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah, massive. Absolutely massive. Do you know what? I haven't got enough mm. money to buy a new arcade machine. They're flipping expensive, the brand new ones. Yeah. They're like 10,000 quid for one that sort of size.
0: Yeah, the cheapest are like that, aren't they?
1: Yeah. And the pinballs are six, £7,000 upwards. It's
0: a lot of money, isn't it?
1: It's a lot of money for us, paupers. Mm. 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 Podcasters in a pauper's grave. Or something. Mm. Could be. Anyway. I don't know what to.
0: Namco are rolling out Namco Museum for yet another platform, the Switch. I
1: wouldn't say rolling out, I'd say dragging the dead horse out.
0: Only three heavy hitters, as, as I call them, are on there, the rest being fillers. So I think you've got Pac Man. What else have you got? There's three on there.
1: The game's on there. I've, I'd look at this because it's on the Switch, and I was interested in buying it. I saw someone advertising on Twitter. um You're quite right. There are so many brilliant Namco games, but they just keep churning out the same old stuff for all the yeah. different versions. And um, Pac-Man, Dig Dug, Galaga. That's the three. Yes. So, for 30 quid, mind, 30 pounds for a physical copy, you've got Pac-Man, Dig Dug, Galaga, Galaga 88, Tower of Draga, Sky Kid, Splatterhouse, Rolling Thunder 1 and 2, Tank Force, which looks like a 1991 version of or an update of Tank Battalion. Yeah. So... There are some good games. I really like Sky Kid. I really like Dig Dug, obviously. Um, quite like Gallagher 88. Tower of Dragon's not bad. Splow's not keen on. Rolling Thunder, I'm definitely not keen on. <laughs> quite like Rolling it. Thunder 2's quite nice, though. Um, and Tank Force looks quite good. But it's the same old stuff. I think mm. what they have added to it for your 30 quid is online leaderboards. And I think there's achievements. If you do certain levels or certain scores, you get things open up. And online multiplayer and stuff. But what I have done, uh, because not with my money you're not Namco. you're not having 30 quid of my money, I, do, I did download the free multiplayer Pac-Man for the Switch. You download this part of it for free. Right. And what you need, I think you need two Switches. So I need to go around to Alex and say, Oi, Alex, have a controller, let's play Pac-Man together. And you can play Pac-Man together. Like, it's like the, um, you know that version of Pac-Man we played at Batcave that time with the four Game Boy Advances in the GameCube, yeah, it's like this, the version of that. So you can play, I think, up to four players on it, where one person plays Pac-Man and the other people play the Ghost chasing Pac-Man around. So mm-hmm. you have your own little screen on it, you know, because it's a Switch. And you can play it ta- tape mode, mode as well, which is really right. cool. So it's actually a cool little idea, and you get that bit for free. But you've got to know, have a mate with a Switch. So, you know... That's that sort of thing. I'm not sure if you can play online multiplayer with it, because that'd be quite cool as well. Because you don't have to be near someone. Mm. So I have to look into that. But yeah, for free, I'd have it. And when it comes down in price, I might just buy it. You know what I'm like.
0: I was I was playing on a Switch last night at the back cave on mm-hmm. a big projector. Yeah. And it was a Tetris. You know that Puyo Puyo Tetris I've thing. I've got it. That's what I got. Yeah, it was a te- just the Tetris mm-hmm. competition. I got to semi-finals and then got destroyed. Oh, but really? the the little tiny controller that I was trying to use, I was making loads of errors. It's just too small. You know, one of the little sides.
1: Yeah, yeah. What what you do is with the switch is you you can take the sides off if you're not using it in portable mode with the screen, yeah. and you put it into a little holder so it's like a normal two handed controller. But you can also use them singly as little controllers. That's I'm what this I haven't was. actually used it as a little controller yet. I haven't played a game that needs it.
0: So Mm, I'm not not impressed.
1: Yeah, I think they might be a little bit too big for your stupid massive Burke hands. (laughs) Oh, Globits, I've got massive hands. Not that big. Oh, God, they're big. You put them up to the screen like that. Don't do that, it's worrying. They won't get that, will they, the listeners? So I think Namco, put some more of your obscure games on there and update them, that'd be quite cool. Yeah, it would have been nice
0: to have... Galaxian, Bosconian, New Rally X, Sevius, Mappy, Packland, Pole Position—if they could do it, yeah. you know, just bung them all on there. People have got them on other platforms anyway.
1: Yeah, either do that or release them for download for maybe a couple of quid each. Mm. Quite nice. I, I would probably download a few for that actually, in that case. Because what they do tend to do—it's—it's it's not brilliant. It's not really my thing. They do tend to update them a little bit, not to the graphics and sound, but you know, like achievements. So, you say you do three levels or you get 100,000 points, and they'll, they'll give you little medals or little things that open up, maybe side games and stuff. I don't know, but it's, it's all right, especially if it's, if it's kept cheap. But £30, I think, is excessive for that.
0: Yeah, I it's do. It's the
1: same thing as the old Ultra Street Fighter they've released. I do like the look of it. It's, it looks really nice. I've played it. It's quite good. But for 34 quid RRP, it's too much for an old game. Mm. And do you know what I saw the other day in CEX? I saw it for 40 quid. More than the suggested pl- price for it. <laughs> they're great CEX. I don't know why. Because I, I sort of saw it, and I said to my wife, I said, hold on a minute, that's 34 quid brand new. And She said, oh, people can't get old of the stuff. You know, it's hard getting switches. And yeah, it's hard getting switches. But the software isn't hard to get hold of. You can get the software anywhere. Yeah. it's not They're not out of sale or anything. So why a CEX selling it for six quid more than you get it in... You know, from directly from Nintendo or on the high street. It's bizarre, isn't it? But someone will have it. No, I hope not. I really do. They don't. They don't need to be encouraged to do that sort of thing. It's just not no. rubbish.
0: We've got some impressive artwork here by Brendan Parker, age sixteen, building a Miss Pac-Man cabinet based on the original concept art. So it's black. Do you know what? With looks really good, doesn't it?
1: It looks excellent, and the fact that a sixteen-year-old lad's done it. Just a minute. Where is it? Where is it? Sure, oh, yeah, it? Yeah, I, pinger. I, I, I've just got this one thank you Brendan Parker for doing this it's absolutely brilliant massive mm-hmm. kudos to this kid it's a black cabinet with uh, sort of red, yellow and blue artwork on the side and it's way better than the original light blue thing it looks really mm. really cool it looks really excellent, I love this um, put, I'll put a picture on the website on the show notes for everyone to look at it's mm. really nice and it's next door to a Pac-Man and Chomp Chomp which is also a groovy-looking cab. Was that the original cabinet that came out? Because I thought that was just a, a kit. Or has someone actually done that themselves? What is, what is Pac-Man and Chump Chump? What it's is a it? weird Pac-Man game where you have a little dog following you around. I don't think I've actually played it, but I have heard about it.
0: I don't think I have.
1: We'll have to look into it. Yes! But that, that lad is a top dude for doing this. It's really nice. And I can't it wait to, to see good. his next project. Hopefully, someone else will supply him with some more concept art and he'll do another cabinet. It looks really nice. Mm-hmm.
0: Final bit of news, Gallagher, this is strange, (laughs) Gallagher Chronicles, a new animated series. Hmm. Have you, uh, this is from Arcade Heroes, have you ever wondered what the origin story is to Namco's Gallagher? No. (laughs) There isn't any story. There's no story. Things go
1: down, shoot them.
0: They've they've spun it out into like this anime series. That'll be fun to watch. hope it comes to Netflix.
1: Oh, you know what would be good as an anime film, don't you? That thing... No, that thing I said I wouldn't talk about. Z-bot, w. Oh, yeah. Carry on. Has there ever, ever been like a Zelda series? There must have been. No, but when you watch this film and you watch the cinematics, it could really do with one. I'd watch it. I'd definitely watch it.
2: Actually, there was an animated series you daft get. But
1: mm, the problem but I... is, the problem is, Link, the guy you, you control, doesn't speak because you are Link. That's why yes. you never hear them speak. It'd have to be your voice, but I would forgive it if, they made a re- if, if Ghibli made it. Mm. I think Ghibli are the only people that could pull it off in, in collaboration with, with Namco, uh, Namco is, Nintendo, and get Miyamoto on the team. Is, oh. G- is Ghibli that dwarf out of Lord of the Rings? No. No? I'm going to come around and smack your beard off again. <laughs> I'm surprised you've got any beard left on. As Many times I want to slap it off. It's Gimli, not Gimli. Oh, dear. Oh, well, I've got two
0: more bits of news that we forgot about. Oh, I yeah, go on. About. We had a tweet from, how would you say that? LaserHog. hog, He's put, progress on my Apple Watch shooter. I'm impressed by the CPU power. He's got Gal- uh, Gallagher. Gallagher. Gallagher running.
1: Talking of an Gallagher. Apple Watch? On Apple, I had to be using Apple Watch the other day, you know. Mm. So I got my phone repaired at the Apple shop in Kingston, and wife went home because she, she had a lot of on the parking. I came in separately because I was at work in the morning. And I needed a watch because I'd handed me phone in. I didn't have any, anything to keep the time. So she lent me her watch so I could realise what time I had to go and get me thing back from. They're ace little things. I don't think I'd ever use it properly, but it looks really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if I could have Gallagher on it, that'd be even better. I think what it is is it's shooting all the time. And you move your Gallagher ship left to right with a little thumb wheel. There's a little thumb wheel on the side, like a a part of a watch. You know, you'd adjust the time with. Yeah, right. How cool mm. is that?
2: It's
1: good, isn't it? I'd, that'd be cool on the bus if you're bored. Hey. hey. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, and one. This is the last bit of news. Right, is this or is this not real video footage of the mythical game no. Polybius that's turned up in Starfighters Arcade in America? Hmm. It looks, we've put a link in the no shots it looks like someone's made, to me, it looks like someone's made a Vector game, put it in a Polybius cab and called it Polybius. And it looks a bit modern for 1981 when this game was supposed to have been released. Have you seen it?
1: Yeah. Do you know what I've put underneath the, the notes? You, put, you probably can see them, actually.
0: Yeah, lots in, of swearing.
1: In big letters. Absolute guff. I got a feeling that Starfighters Arcade want people to come to their arcade. Mm. Odd that. Go there anyway, but just don't play Polyvius. Go there. I'm sure it's a nice place. It's like a weird kind of. It's a load of old nonsense. That's all. The only good thing that's come out of it is Jeff Mint has made a really cool game out of it.
0: Mm. The game looks, yeah, very modern graphics from 1981, I would say. But Mm. there you go, kids. Make it your own mind. Load of old nonsense. It's got some, like. Serial numbers and stuff on the back for authenticity on the counter.
1: <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> mm.
2: Arcade pickups.
1: So, Sean, have you had yeah. anything new lately?
0: I've had, and you've had, some Italian biscuits from the lovely, recently married Mr. Ross Ross. Biscotti. Oh, then. Oh, I've got them over there. I've still got the box.
1: Yeah, I've got, Can... I've got the boxes, but there's nothing in them anymore. Canastrelli. They were really
0: nice. You know they were so nice. My wife's gonna hate me for saying this. That all the crumbs in the bottom of the packets. You got a spoon, and was eating.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Was eating the crumbs. Are that nice? What one of the biscuits was really crumbly. I'm not sure it just got bashed in the post, so it's supposed to be like that. But they were delicious. Uh, My wife also attacked these biscuits. They were supposed to be mine Mm. for podcasting endeavours. I've had one out of the three packets. Well, I've had
0: about a quarter of it. The son and wife had the rest.
1: Yeah, they're, they're like rats, aren't they? Yeah. Greedy rats. Bloody
2: greedy <laughs> Monkeys. Yes. yes.
1: So, yeah, thank you for those. Uh, oh, guess talking about biscuits. Yes. I did an on-the-road biscuit review while in France. I was a bit bored in the car. Do you want mm. to hear it? Yes, go on. You've got no choice anyway. Here. here it is. Biscuit review from France. Right, we've got some biscuits in the car. Wife's here. Say hello, wife. Hello. We have Carrefour, which is a big... Tesco. So, it's Tesco, it's Tesco, Supermaché, we have Cherry, Sable <laughs> Puebure, shut up, it's my accent. We have <laughs> La Belle Epoque, we have Genoise Cake, which is cherry that's again.
2: Cake. That's, that's, not that's a still
1: a biscuit, shut that's up. Not,
2: it's like a Japanese, Japanese and we also
1: cheese. have yes. Speculoos, which are Lotus, which are those biscuity things, um, what are they called? Biscuits? Biscoff! Biscoff Lotus okay. Biscuits that Sean introduced me to. What else have we got in here? You've had all the good ones haven't you?
2: Yeah.
1: Um... Right there. let's have a look.
2: That got from the, the original products. I right, think. this is the original from This
1: is the La Belle Époque. Uh, don't know what they are. They're dry things, they're like, like made of sand. So I go. Mmm! They're quite crunchy, and dry, Ooh, a little bit dry. I need some tea with them to dry. <laughs> mm. Got sort of like a, a loose crumb on the outside, which is quite nice, the middle's a bit hard. So that's that one. Mm. Oh, hello. Those Sable are really nice.
2: Yeah, these are mine, get off. No, I picked those up. Just
1: drive, please. lady. I am driving,
2: mm. that's how we're going home.
1: So, these are quite a small biscuit, they're filled with cherry jam. Mmm. Mmm, wow. Oh, oh they good. They're really nice. Though, they're slightly salty on the outside, the biscuit yeah, mix. They're, quite really, they're really nice and
2: buttery.
1: Yeah. Mmm. Hello.
2: <laughs> You're
1: not having any more of these? No.
2: We'll stop at the carafour before we get to Calais.
1: Might be able to do that. We'll get some more. Mmm, 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 mmm. Mmm, that's uh, so those, they're good listeners, I like them one. Ask, oh, these are these basically, Junois cake, these are basically... Genoese. 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 Sorry. It's a Genoese cake. Ah, oh, shut up Meg. Mmm. <laughs>
2: Someone doesn't know do any cake here.
1: They're a bit melty, but they're basically cherry jaffa cake. Well
2: they're melty because it's 32 degrees.
1: I oh, think they're quite hot. Mm. They, they
2: are Jaffa cakes, they're not
1: biscuits. But they're cherry ones, so make them even better. But
2: the, they're cherry, they've got like white chocolate on the top mm.
1: of them. They're really nice. They are
2: quite
1: nice. I approve of those, better than Jaffa cakes. Mm. Cherry always beats a Jaffa.
2: They're from the Carrefour as well, aren't they?
1: Probably. Everything was from Carrefour. Was what about, any more b- yeah,
2: what about, we have the Speculoos
1: one. Uh, I've lost that one. Oh no. i biscuit. Ah. lost the biscuits. I'll find them, don't you worry. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Ah, where they gone? Darn it. Speculous. Oh, that's... I'm not going to open the Lotus because they're unopened. We know what they taste like, though, don't we? Uh, We've had Lotus Biscuits before. That's so what you get with a coffee. Yeah, I've got them for you. Even uh, Northerners know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was really
2: patronising. <laughs> you are so patronising. Anyway, Those little pastry things we got from the, um, the food hall were really nice as well when we went to Narbonne. They,
1: they were good in Narbonne. So, good. everyone... Go to France, have some biscuits. They really do biscuits well there. Bye.
0: Very good. Did you think of that? I think poor Mrs. Tenpence having to put up with you munching biscuits all the time.
1: She had to drive nearly 2,000 miles in the end with me in her ear, doing that sort of thing most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> that learner for taking my holiday making me enjoy myself. How dare yeah. she?
0: Arcade Victorian Insults.
2: Good evening, Stereogram listeners. I'm Cornelius Grumpfumble, ombudsman of the Intranet, and I'm joined by esteemed colleague Hubert Pindlebottom, headmaster of Queen's College Blackburn. Yes, I understand we are here to admonish that buffle bufflemuggler who has been slighting the glorious ten penneth arcade orchestral podcast.
1: We have given a name to our pain, and it is... Troll Lads.
2: Yes, that pub stalker has been polling such trumped-up arse water, saying that good fellows of ten pence are cheating on certain video games. Bah, damn his eyes. And his giblets. I have a few things to say about this gutter-snipe too, Hooband. Shall I begin? Yes, please, sir. After you. Man is a hundred mile per hour, a cad and a doggy bagger. A hump-dumper and a flip flopper. An unopened jar turned jam on a hot day's picnic. (laughs) By heck, the bluntest tool in a jolly times lady washbag. I bet he's even partial to the warblings of that vile cacophony uh, uh, I'm blasting on the radiogram. I bet he can't even get 16,000 on Digging with Doug, on his birthday, in his best pantaloons. I fear we could go on forever about this personage. I'll leave it here with the both of us commenting on the stink of the troll gnats, A gargantuan bag, bag of, of the, the foulest carp scrapings, scrapings and, and an untoothed them them flub trumpet. trumpet. should we continue next time, Mr. Grumblefumble? Grumblefumble?
1: Quite possibly. <sighs> By heck, what has he done to get all that? Oh... He's bored. I almost feel sorry for trollnads. I don't. He's five weeks away and
0: Milton Keynes working with his jobs. He's just trolling the pants office.
1: Yeah, well, we just get the Victorians
2: in. Mm. Sorted.
1: Listener feedback. Well, have you really (laughs) trollnads? Right, on to some proper feedback. Yes, go on. First one, Mr. Frank Flynn. Hello, chaps. Fantastic Choice last podcast with Juno first. This is from a while back then. Never heard of it before and loved it. Just wondered if you guys had heard yet. The classic Starcade is coming back to the Twitch channel. They're repeating all of the old series at the end of August, and they're planning to make a new series of it. Keep up the great work as always, guys, and keep those Victorian insults coming. Great stuff. Yeah, I've heard of that, actually, and I've watched a few of the cheesy old ones. They are proper cheesy 80s. Quite like them. Mm. Uh, Trollnads
0: in one of his board hours has put a poll on Twitter and these are the results the poll is called what's worse from these two scoundrels 10p score 9% got Vic with questionable dip settings Mm. 18% got me using autofire mm. 27% got you <laughs> using modified cheat roms never heard of them 46% got me using save states and he's put <gasps> well the results are final Sean Holly beats Vic and is officially the biggest cheating cheaty
1: cheat cheat scoundrel we well, need to find out who, who voted in these polls I didn't and give them a tongue lashing if I find you... you voted against me you've had it I didn't I didn't vote any I wasn't I mm. wasn't even gonna look at it, but then it's popped up in my feed again. Do you know what I'm looking forward to? Yeah. The, the Tronads trollcast, so we can get on him about everything and anything. Yeah. Give him a taste of his own medicine.
0: Yes, we the, should do the, that. We should car- do that. The
1: carpet bagger. <laughs> yes. So, Gary James Harris. Hmm. Fantasy zone. Great series of games. I own all three Master System games. Uh, PC Engine version, the PS2 collection, Mega Drive. He thinks he's also got a Famicom version as well. They are sweet and lovely, kind kind of like a rocket ice lolly, colourful. Lickable, damn right, fruity tooty. He likes them. Yeah, why not? I quite like them. Mr
0: Ross Ross again, cheers for the shout-out, guys. I'm getting married. Listen to the latest podcast by the pool in 30 degrees heat, whilst eating lots of gelato. Such is life. What's a, what's a gelato? Is that some kind of jelly?
1: Are you, are you serious? Uh, I didn't
0: know what a shoe bun was the other week. On, it's gelato. ice cream. It's a oh, certain it kind is. of ice
1: cream, yeah. It, it's gorgeous in Italy. Gelato's really nice. It's, it's slightly better than real ice cream. I don't know what they make it with that's slightly different, but it's gorgeous. Oh, it's lovely. I have a pineapple ice cream. It's so nice. Oh. <coughs> ben of Steel. I can't stop playing Juno first. The last two games feel like doing homework I don't want to do. Oh. Well, don't do it. Mr. Tagster's put a little picture. So what is this
0: Fantasy Zone really called? And it's WTF in Fantasy Zone writing. It
1: is. It's quite clever. Mm. Bye then. Uh, Sal Bugliarisi. He's given us the best he could do with Dr. Micro, which we'll get onto later with his score. Uh, Overall, I really enjoyed this game. Cute graphics, decent sound, and fairly good gameplay. What? Did he just say good sound? yeah oh mr buglerisi we will talk about that later (laughs) i really think it would be considerably better if they added a couple more levels and even just one other tune yeah i was thinking about our beloved donkey kong and imagining if it was been if it would have been such a hit if there were only three levels and one annoying tune playing the entire time probably not anyway thank you and sean for such a great podcast silver smurfer nick nice podcast boys
0: to ease us into the holiday season, Fantasy Zone 2 didn't like it. He's actually
1: spelt it Pantasy Zone. Oh, yeah. He must yeah. have thought <laughs> it was Pants. Well, that's up to you, Mr. Smurfer. Huh? <laughs> Benson Rad, I played Fantasy Zone for about 20 minutes and agree with Sean's view on it. Mm. Well, we didn't ask you, Benson Rad! No! Moon across the bootleg, excellent podcast as usual. I have a
0: theory about game width issues that you was mentioning on the nineteen in one and sixty in one general. Ah, yes. What I'm guessing is happening is that the CGA mode is running at three hundred and twenty by two hundred and forty resolution, so it's half the six hundred and forty by four hundred and eighty of the VGA mode, and that's what the games have the, the games have the scaling turned off. Mm. I checked the resolution of a few of the games on MameDB.org and found the following: Defender is two hundred and ninety-four by two hundred and thirty-eight and then he's got Robotron versus Super Mario, Solomon's Key. But as you can see, they're all close to having the 240 vertical resolution, but vary a fair bit in the horizontal, with a couple of games having close to a square resolution, hence the narrow image.
1: Yes. I think he's hit that on the head there. Mm. That's why those 19 and 1s look almost square, and you can't quite move them out on your adjustment on your monitor. So it does ruin the games a bit. And that's one of the reasons why I got Gregor's, to make a 19-in-1 front end for uh, our pies. So we Ooh. can put our own games on there, having the proper resolutions. Because they are quite good little boards, but that resolution thing lets them down. And the 60-in-1, the sound really lets the games down, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not great. Not great. Chris CMP, Chris Parsons, just finished my second listen of Podcast 90. One of the few benefits of having a terrible memory. Tin says, Haha, I do this too for the same reason. Uh, First listen was on a delayed train. Second listen, lying under a palm tree on holiday. Definitely improves the experience. Those chunks in pie boards sound very interesting. I need something like that for my jammer cab so I can play all the 10p games instead of one in every 10. Keep the updates on that coming. Like the idea of creating a perfect horizontal and vertical setup. Shout out. Following Play Blackpool,
0: I forgot to mention John Studley's 11 hour Pac Man world record Do you know at Play what? Blackpool. I'm
1: going to take that out of your wages. Uh, you're going to struggle. Mm, I think I am. I don't get no wages. How dare you forget about John? I do it for the love of
0: the games. Anyway, he got back. I contacted him. And he got back to me. He's. But hi, Sean. The anniversary cab has a continue option. When you this is Pac-Man. When you lose your last man after you've done level two, five, six, I used three continues, and the second key triggered as well as the dot count to advance the cherry. The game then re- resumes at the ninth key speed. The game time is over eleven hours and five hundred Forty boards oh my god i am sure i could possibly get three split screens and therefore approach 10 million points but as with all marathon games it's about sheer stamina the only added problem with pac-man is that once you're on the ninth key you have to be corner perfect or the pattern falls apart it really takes a toll after a bit i did try and sit on a stool but that was impossible and i knew that anyway as i've never played sat down Tim Baldaramus held the previous record at 6.3 million exactly. Rule Britannia. Yeah, well, well done, John.
1: Well done, John. That is a monster marathon, isn't it? Mm. Oh, my God. Imagine looking at the same screen for, what was it, 11 hours? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Oh, so well done. Excellent achievements. With a world record. Well done. Uh, big shout out to Ross Ross for his delightful Italian biscuits. And we hope married life is treating him well. Yes. So he's only been married a week. Is it a week?
0: Well, or so. Rob, play missile. Oh, yeah. Right. I he's, like
1: this. I like this.
0: He's put, thanks thanks to Kansas Fest, I won Hackfest with an assembly language game for the Apple II called Fuji Run, which is a clone of Amidar. A little picture there. So he's done a clone of Amidar, and it's won a Hack Fest at Kansas. Kansas Fest must be a big event, mustn't it? I don't know of it yet. <laughs>
1: I know all about Kansas first, because I listen to yeah. a lot of computer podcasts as well. Right. It's obviously in Kansas, in Kansas City. Every year, a load of Apple II nerds get together, and they live in a dorm, like a college dorm, for a week. And all they do is talk about Apple IIs, run little seminars, soldering, uh, hacking. They have like little markets there of Apple II stuff to give away and buy. And they just get together, and there's over 100 people go to it now. It's really, really popular. And even Atari guys, such as Rob and Kevin Savitz, are invading. So it's more of sort of a, a small computer get-together, but it's mainly Apple II. Because Apple yeah. II is a really, really popular in America. And it looks a lot of fun. You meet a lot of really interesting people. There's loads to see and do. Uh, it just looks real fun. I wish we had that sort of thing in the UK, where you could go away for a week and do stuff like that. Yeah. That would be quite smart be nice so well done Rob it looks a really good little game actually it looks proper 8-bit
0: love it mm. I'm giving a shout out to Paul McCaskey and his enjoyable game music guide and podcast I've caught up with all four that he's done now you've oh, got to listen to these with headphones on because the music's really good and then he has a little a little comment about each game so it's right nice listen
1: I got a little bit worried about this because I thought that podcast was on SoundCloud which is going soon isn't it or is it gone now I don't know. I think I SoundCloud is being closed down, yeah. I wasn't oh, worried it was. about that, so hopefully. I like that. Yeah, I think it's on Libsyn, so that's great. Everyone listen to that, look in the show notes for the URL. Mm. And I'm going to give one last shout-out to the RGDS guys for
0: inviting me on their Best Game of 1984 show, which is finally out now. Came out a couple of days ago. You can listen to that. Four
1: hours. <laughs> Four hours. Four. Do you know what? I was listening I was at work the other day, and I'm only halfway through. I was rabbiting too much, weren't I? You were rabbiting a lot.
0: I think the first game was 1942, and I was talking about it for about 20 minutes.
1: <laughs> it could shut me up. Yeah, there's some good games on that. Um, there's some not so good games on that as well. I don't agree with. Yeah, go on. it's always going to be that, isn't it? It's, it's Jet Set Willy. When I was oh, a kid, I... I absolutely loved it and thought it was great. And it was like, like Paul Driscoll says, uh, it was just about roaming around, finding different screens. You wouldn't, you didn't. I never tried to complete the game never worked properly. It was it had a bug in it where you couldn't actually finish the game, which is a real broken game, isn't it? Well you could you had to fix it yourself, which was part of the charm. You could fix it with pokes, yeah. You had to put a little mm-hmm. program in. But also there was little bugs in it where if you got killed in a certain place you just keep getting killed until all your lives went. Yeah. Really annoying. If you were trying to fin- finish it and I think it was like fifty two screens Say you 60. done sixty screens. Say you did like ten screens, which would take you ages, and it's a hard game anyway. And you just got killed over and over again for no reason. How annoyed would you be? It's a feature that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Isn't it just? You don't fall through the bottom of a screen. Just don't do well, it. But
1: that was the only that and Manic Minor were the only games worthwhile that Matthew Smith ever did, and then he just went crazy. So mm. I didn't agree with that one, but a lot of the others I am agreeing with. Star Force and 1942 definitely. And Boulder Dash, definitely good games in 1985. Great games, yeah. I'll what they need games. to do to make RGDS really, really good yeah. is on 1985, have both of us on. Yeah, I think they might have already done 1985. <gasps> the buggers, they didn't ask me. <laughs> I've, only, I've only done two of them. Well, I've done three, I can't remember. Anyway, they, I, look, I look forward to 1985 and the other ones. Cool. They did say in private messages that
0: they liked my input far more than yours, Vic.
1: I believe that. No, they didn't really. I don't
2: don't, don't believe that
1: at all. (laughs) Tech Tips. Okay. This is just a quickie, quickie, quick, quick, tip, tip. Quickie, quickie, quick, quick, tip, tip. That's almost... No, it's not a song. Not really. Uh, I reflowed some crappy-looking solder joints on a cocktail monitor earlier. Story mm. is, Alex Chucky Egg wants to buy one of my Nintendo cocktail machines, but he wants uh, Space Fever High Splitter in it, which is a variation of Space Fever, which I have, because uh, I think it's one of the ones he hasn't got. So I'm going to put one together. And one of the machines is absolutely perfect, and one of them has got a bit of a dodgy monitor. It's kept jittering around the monitor, I noticed. Mm. And I think it's sort of it almost cuts out, and it's making some funny noises and hissing. I didn't like it, so I sort of said to him about it, and I said, I'll have a look at the monitor... Because a mate of his wants to buy the other one. So hopefully I'll be selling both of them soon. Because I don't play them at all. Even though they have great games, I just don't have much time to play them. Uh, So what I did is I took the monitor out. Because it's quite easy to get out that one. And I would look at it. And I thought, I'll just check it for easy things that might be wrong with it. I can just fix myself. Rather than sending it off to someone and paying money for it, etc. I'll just have a quick look. And I noticed on the bottom of it, the actual wires that goes to the, the PCB, I think are seven wires... Uh, the colours and the the sink and the grounds and all that lot, looked a bit funny on the bottom. They looked like they had little holes in, in the, the solder joints. And that's called a cold joint. And I actually beeped them out with a, a multimeter. They had continuity. Mm. So the end of the wire was actually attached to the solder point. And it was working. But it still looked dodgy. So what I did is I got it all out and I re-soldered them. I took the old solder off, which is obviously 30, nearly 40 years old and put new fresh solder on made the joints look really nice I also did a few more that looked a bit dodgy put it back in again and it seems to have fixed it oh, that's good. That's good. which is good saves me a lot of time and, and obviously if someone's going to buy the machine it's going to flip in work longer so that's good and obvious faults can sometimes be easy to fix which mm-hmm. is nice another one I did when I was in the garage the other day uh, it's checking 5 volts on the board. you know the boards need 5 and 12 volts and sometimes minus 5 volts to actually work? Yeah. The 5 volts is the most important one. 12 volts is usually for the sound section and, and some other bits, but I think it, it can do other stuff. But 5 volts needs to be really good. 12 volts can be like 13, 12.5, It's not too bad. But the 5 volts needs to be pretty good. So what you do is you check it not at the harness, but you actually check it with the... the game board plugged in and the game on and what you do is you check it on the points of, of a ttl chip which is one of the smaller chips well you can do it on some of the EPROMs as well i think but what you do is you put it on the two they're usually opposite each other on the legs and i can't say which round at the mo- way round at the moment But if you look at a, a pin out you can find out what one's zero and what one's five volts and yeah. you put your, your equipment on there you put your, your tester on there. black
2: probe on ground and the red probe on vcc
1: and see what it is. And the scramble was working at about 4.7 volts, which is, is a bit low. Because it needs 5 volts or very slightly under, very slightly more. So what I did is I, I turned the machine off. And then put a the screwdriver in the... There's a little adjuster on a a jammer switching power supply. And that's mm. for the 5 volts. And sometimes you, it's a screwdriver. Sometimes it's a little, a little knob you can just move, which is safer. But I turned it off. Just gave it a little tiny touch. Turned it back on again. Checked it again. And it was getting up a bit, and I went a little bit high and brought it back down again. Just little tiny movements one at a time, turn it off, check it, turn it off, check it, and I got it on five volts. Yeah. And it works perfectly now. Mm. So it's just an easy check. I mean, it's one of those things you should know about, really. If you've got an arcade machine and it's, some things are not working, or you just want to do it for preventative measurements, it's just get one, just get a multimeter, about five or six pounds in most electronic shops. They're not hard to, to find or use, they're not expensive. When you use it, make sure you're comfortable with what you're doing and use all necessary safety equipment when needed. Uh, mm-hmm. Be just careful and wary of what you're poking and don't go near any high voltage bits, the 240 volts or in America, 110 volts, whatever it is. And I use the plastic flat-headed screwdriver. Even though the machine wasn't on when I was adjusting it, I just use a plastic one just to be on the safe side. Yeah, I think this could be fine, but I didn't want to touch the metal case when I'm adjusting things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, so make very small adjustments. Keep checking it. And when you get 5 volts, or, and some bootlegs need slightly higher, got to 5.1. I wouldn't go much higher than that because you might fry something. So yeah, that's uh, a really easy preventative more than anything else tech tip. Nice. Just thought I'd mention it. Know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Top 100 Arcade Games
1: Oh, I'm running out. I've got to put some more. i only got five left at the minute. I need to put some we've,
0: more. Yeah, we've, we've done about 50 so far, haven't we? So yeah. if we had a, 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 an arcade with 100 machines in, these would be in there. So we talk about five each time, and my five this time are all racers. I thought I'd done all races this time, racing again
1: Boring. I think,
0: I think my favourite ever, I think I've mentioned before, is pole position. But hmm? I do like OutRun, even though I don't play it a lot. I do like OutRun. It's... Summer. I, I've never got anywhere near finishing, but it's great summer summer day. Outrun two, I've finished, which is excellent. That's mm-hmm. another game. Outrun two SP is brilliant. A very good sequel, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Ridge Racer, very good as well. Rave Racer, I think oh, he's yeah. better. I think he's better than Ridge Racer. I like it more.
1: I do as well. Actually, I'm not into racing games very much. I do like Race Rave Racer and Ridge Racer actually. Hmm. Mm.
0: And the little skiddy bugger, Sega Rally. Oh, Dr- yeah. Drifting round corners
2: Yeah, it's
1: the of five this week Well, it sings as it goes round the corner Yes, there's an opera singer Badly Opera singer locked in the boot I only really like racing games where you put your foot down and steer Yeah I don't want to mess around with gears and brakes None of that That's not our role <laughs> We don't I In don't real have life gear. for two you just don't use gears. Oh, you don't no. use gears, do you? I don't use gears. No, I have an Auto- automatic car. Motor. Nice. So that's your five. You yeah. have a row of
0: races in your arcade, would you? I would. Pol- that pole position, one and two, and then these five be nice.
1: Excellent. So my five are Puzzle de Pom, Neo Geo game. Uh, groovy little game, that is. Uh, Rather like Tetris, but sort of different-ish, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Uh, Balloon Fight, the Nintendo game with a little jolly balloon type with his helmet on. Uh, Atari Atari Video Pinball. Uh, Quite a unique game. Uh, Speed Race CL5, which I actually used to own, which is a really old Taito 1978 racer
0: i want to play one of them speed races again I, well actually i know i've played monaco gp but i don't know if i've ever played a speed race you know
1: it's a great little game it's really nice um i only got rid of it when i had it because i was moving to a smaller place and it is one of the heaviest machines i've ever lifted yeah and it nearly killed me so i thought i'm not having that back and another little game is called zoo with three o's you ever played that I thought it was Zookeeper, and you'd missed. No, it. no, Zookeeper actually above it. I do like Zookeeper as well, but the game Zoo—it's quite a well, modern. It's a nineties game, I think. It might even be two thousands. It came on the Taito G Net hardware, right? So I've actually got a Taito G Net multi board, and I do play it on there sometimes. It's a—it's a, a matching game. Rather like. Oh there's loads of like gem games on on mobile phones that are almost exactly the same game but this one uses little square animals. I'm just looking at it now it's, 2004. Is it is that new? Yeah. Wow, only 13 years old. <laughs> I, I really like Zoo. It's an absolutely brilliant game. The only thing that lets it down is it's you got you control it with a joystick cuz it's obviously an old old arcade game. If you could have a touchscreen on an arcade machine which I have actually seen in Japan on, on actual arcade machines. It'd be brilliant, because you could play it a lot faster. But it's a really cool little game. The, the characters are really smart. They're like little square things. They almost look like Minecraft animals, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's
1: a really nice little game, that is. It's really cool. You can get it on all sorts of things. I think I got it on my GP2X Wiz, which is a little, little handheld game with a touchscreen. It actually came on their uh, bundle with it, I think. It's like a building wow. game. Really cool little game. And Atari Video Pinball because you have to have the cabinet to play it because it's it's got the the hardware in it and it's got um, the back glass and it's got little LEDs in it. It's got like a physical three D game board, uh, a game play field. and it, you just need the cab, don't you? You've you've played a video pinball, you know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, there is one at Arcade Club now. It's very good.
1: And Smarty Martin's got a really nice example of one. I love playing mm. that. It was a revival. I played it yeah. there. Yeah, really nice game. So that's my five, and I have got to get me finger out and get some more on the board, have not I? Me too. I've, mm. I've got, I've got another. Oh, I have got another five. You got another, I've got another five? F- I've, I'm ran out, so I need to put some more
0: on for next time.
1: Mm-hmm. Should have a little break. and Have some music.
0: Have we had enough crazy banjo music?
1: No, the... you can't have an. You cannot have enough crazy banjo arcade music. You can't. So what are we put on this time? Some more. You mean we haven't worked it out yet, have we? (laughs) Enjoy, everyone! Yes.
2: Did you enjoy that double dragon intro music?
1: It was very good stroke, bad stroke. I no, enjoyed it. All, actually, I know it's good because I've listened to all of them. That's this. Yeah, they, on are good. they are really good. Yeah. So hopefully everyone enjoyed that. I did. And I edited it. Yes. So, <laughs> Oh God, do we have to do this now.
2: Featured game review.
1: Take it away, Mr. Holly, because you like this.
0: I picked this beauty. It is... Oh, God. Dr. Micro by Sanritsu, 1983. It runs on Pac-Man hardware, but with three sound chips, a four-way stick, which is what you control the game with. That's quite obvious, isn't it? Yeah, well done. Yes. And one button, which is fire and jump. Right, Dr. Mario is a kind of platform game of three distinct parts. Dr. Mario? By- Oh, I've, I've written that on Twitter, you know, Dr. Mario.
1: We've already done that When you fool.
0: Dr. Micro is a Dr. kind of platform, Yes, three distinct parts, maybe inspired by Donkey Kong or Donkey Kong Jr., but with enough original bits in it to make it different. Mm. Apparently, you are a cool kid with headphones who has been shrunk right down small by the evil Dr. Micro, who looks like a mad professor.
1: Right. He's, yes. Let me just stop you right there. Yes. That's it. Thanks. Bye. No, uh, you say inspired by Donkey Kong. I'd say inspired by Nintendo games in general because you know you know Sky Skipper, which is Alex and, and Whitney, are revealing in Manchester October. Yes, the character on that you play. No, sorry, the the bad guys who throw things at you, the monkeys, they've got headphones on, and that's the only other instance I can think of in an arcade game where the characters wear headphones. And also, it is a platform game rather like Donkey Kong in some of the levels. So, yeah, they nicked ideas.
2: Oh, have
0: you never played Headphone Harry by Sega in 1982?
1: No, but if you can lend me the ROM, I'll have a look at it.
0: I'll, I'll send it over. Okay. <laughs> right, part one of the game. Oh, my God, the evil Dr. Micro is planning something real bad by heating up... Cran- this is my version of the story, by the way. By heating up cranberry juice Lord. in in a beaker and then sending it through an extremely long glass pipe to drip on rotating potatoes in a boat.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That's what it looks like. Once dripped on the potatoes turn into thing on a Springs from the Commodore 64 game with boxing gloves. You can stop all this evilness by walking left to right across the screen. It's not that simple though. As you have to, as you have to traverse a set of rising and falling platforms, dodging flying boxing gloves from the right and drips of cranberry juice, from the above via test tubes with legs the level is complete when you reach a large letter v obviously why v because it's v for victory of course (sighs) (laughs) touch the letter v and it drops off the platform into the boat causing a chain reaction making an empty beaker fill up with apple juice apple juice as we know is the sworn enemy of cranberry juice Uh. You have two things to help you in your quest on this level. A green tomato firing gun and a small yellow dinghy. It's making a lot of sense, this plot, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah, it is in your head. The
0: gun that can be used to shoot the thing on the springs and their flying boxing gloves and the animated test tubes travelling up the right side of the screen. The dinghy can save you three times if you fall off a platform. You bounce on it and then bounce back onto the platform. So you don't want to fall into the sea.
1: No. Actually,
0: the sea looks like blue fabric softener. But who knows? Anyway, don't fall into it. Yep. Part two. It's a completely different whoa, 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 screen.
1: Whoa. If you miss a platform yes. and you get bounced off by the boat, how many goes do you get of that? Three. Three. So that's a, you can't really not do this level, can you? You can't really get killed on it. Yeah, you get killed by the boxing gloves a lot. Yeah, but they're easy to hit. On later levels. Ah, oh, okay, I didn't get that far.
0: When you, you can get to, probably tell. When you get to the fourth loop through the no, platform. Well, that platform, what it was never going to happen, was it? They're moving really fast then. Mm. Part two. Oh my God, Dr. Micro is back and his nose appears to be more shiny than before, which is very suspicious, Vic. Mm. This, this time he's tipping cranberry juice. Blood. It's chrome pipes at the top of the screen, screen which can drip onto your head, causing instant death to our headphone hero. Oh, yeah. At the bottom of the screen is a metal machine spewing out green and red helium-filled balloons. The red balloons have evil faces and fire boxing gloves at you. The green balloon, once jumped on, will turn into a floating beach ball. Obviously. Of course. I- of course it will. The idea of this level is to pop six red balloons, more on subsequent levels. Not
1: 99.
0: But- no. That'd be good, wouldn't it?
1: It'd be really, really even more boring than it actually is going. You could out. have
0: a cutscene with that Nina coming on with a little chit <laughs>
1: Is that how it goes? No. Yeah, it is.
0: Anyway, the idea of this level is to pop them balloons and then ride your beach ball to the vent at the top of the screen, and then you go through a vent when it's open. But it only stays open for a short while, meaning you have to shoot more red balloons if you miss it. Mm-hmm. Every throw of your... Weird yellow throwing star thing that you have.
1: Are they bananas?
0: You don't don't have a tomato. Is it like
1: four bananas gaffer taped together? (laughs) I'm sure it is. Go go with that. Go with that. Two Two bananas. Mm.
0: Yeah, gaffer tape bananas. Every throw of this banana reduces the size of your beach ball. That's quite clever. So it reduces, and the air must be coming out of it or something. Don't make excuses for it. Five shots, and it disappears, and you fall to the floor or Ah. land on another balloon if you've got mad skills. There are two fans at either side of the screen. They're not. Yes, there is. Two fans at either side of the screen blowing you about, making it more difficult to steer your beach ball. Every so often, a floating bonus will appear in the form of a pale animal. It's a cute penguin. There's loads of animals, do you not see the other Everyone
1: animals? can see, it's a cute
0: penguin There's elephants, there's bears there's Wasps Maybe yeah, not That's wasp.
1: just a cute animal, isn't it? Right.
0: a
2: wasp, I'm cute <laughs> no, Cornflakes,
0: shoot them for many points You get. You can You can harvest this level for
1: many, many points yeah, You get 3,000 odd points for each one of those cutesy mm-hmm. things, don't you?
0: You do have a time limit, though, so you can you die if you don't get into the vent in time. Mm-hmm. Part three. This is part three. It's getting so good. This game. Oh my God! You're in the heart of the evil Doctor's base, a despicable five-level platform factory where Doctor Micro builds grey chairs.
1: Do you know what? Mm. If I ever saw a grey chair, yeah, I'd be frightened to death. <laughs>
0: The bottom half of the level plays like a traditional platform game. Work your way from left to right, right to left, along the screen, jumping on conveyor belts, running under plunging machinery, and leaping over bits of chair. Collect radios on the way for bonus points. Unfortunately, this does not turn off the god awful music, which <laughs> is terrible. It's the theme from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. What were they thinking? Oh God! They really. I've had to turn. I listened to about twenty seconds of it. I've been playing this for two weeks with no sound. You get your gun back when you reach the upper half of the screen, and now you can shoot tomatoes again. You, you jump; your jump button becomes the fire button. Here, here you see a roof-suspended furnace shooting out fire onto the chairs, turning them into orange jellies or tiny cathedrals. Not sure which. They look like bullets to me—big bullets. Ah, could like be like big shells. Yeah, shoot all furniture and cathedrals, and reach the elevator, taking you to a part with a double-firing, lethal red bouncing ball gun thing. Run under them. It's very, very forgiving collision detection. Yeah,
1: nothing can really
0: touch you unless you're a total idiot. Yeah, run under them. And there you get to top level where your nemesis, Dr. Micro, is sitting in a time machine making large Transformers come through a green door. Of course. As he does. Shoot the dastardly Transformers, throw your gun away for some reason, and then kick Dr. Micro in the knackers. (laughs) He runs off. Job done. Then it all repeats. It's worth noting that this third screen has different configurations of platforms as you loop it.
1: Well, thank God for that. It would be boring otherwise, wouldn't it? It would do, yes. Mm. Play tips and secrets. Level
0: 1, do as quickly as possible. There aren't many points here. Use the dinghy to bounce across quicker rather than waiting for platforms. And you can control the platforms with up and down on the stick. Mm. One of our listeners said that. Sol, I think, said that. Level 2, stay hovering between the two left fans to avoid being blown about so then you just have to worry about moving up and down and pick off the bad guys as they arise as they rise so it's almost like a reverse pooh yan you know so i stay on the left side of the screen shooting stuff on the right Mm -hmm. you do have a time limit in form of a counting down bonus but you can stay there for ages milking it for points until the bonus depletes to zero and you do die sometimes i don't get through that vent in time Try not to fall and land on the right side of the screen, because you have to cross back to the left side of the screen to get back on your beach ball. What happens
1: if you fall in the little pool in the middle? There's like a little swimming pool in the middle.
0: Nothing. You don't die.
1: Why but is they, it there, then? Because it's creating big red balloons with boxing gloves. What? You need a swimming pool to create red... They're not red balloons, anyway. They're hemorrhoids. Whatever they are, they're coming out of that pool. Uh, OK.
0: It's all so to do with like a tiny. It's all taking part in a tiny world. Okay.
1: <laughs> You're making level far too many
0: excuses for this game. Level three. This is my plate. It's level three. The collision te- detection is extremely forgiving here. You can literally or, or, dr- rubbish. You can jump dr- jump through a lot of the enemies from below, but don't land on top of them. It yep. seems it seems a bit weird. Once you are on the elevators, their direction of travel can be controlled with the up and down on the stick. So you can sort of, sort of hover on the elevators until it's safe to go up to the next platform. Right. Time this right to avoid being clobbered when you rise to the bouncing ball bit. Mm-hmm. Graphics and sound. Nice and colourful, but not in a nasty way like that Fantasy Zone. <laughs> <sighs> Decent looking graphics with character. I like the Dr. Micro guy. Sound isn't great and the music is utter pants.
1: Right, can I address these things you have just said? No, come on. I'm going to. Alright. Right, play, tip, secret. play tips secret. Playtips and secrets just like you just did it. <laughs> Level one. Walk from left to right. Oh yeah. It's that interesting. You've got to shoot stuff. Oh, for God's sake, it's so dull. Walk left to right. If you fall off, it doesn't matter. The thing will just bounce you back on again. Rubbish. Why is it a V? For I said for, for victory. That is nonsense. Why can't it be a star? Or a Yogurt or something. I don't know. A yogurt would be nice. It would be quite good. Level two, jump on the annoying balloons, get flapped around by stupid fans where you can't control properly, shoot hemorrhoids in the face, get yeah. a penguin, and then get in a hole at the top. It doesn't even say go in the hole. I had to work out what was going on. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> Number three, manic minor type game. That's, this is the best one. I like level two. You know what Level 3 reminds me of? They've ripped off from Kangaroo. Level 3 on Kangaroo. I'm not familiar with that. I'm going to have to have a look at it. Well, we'll have to do Kangaroo one day. Not a lot of people like it, but I really like Kangaroo. It's, It's just basically, you know, as you say, go from left to right, upper platform, right to left, upper platform, left to right to the top, and jump over stuff. But the collision detection, this is so bad. It's not forgiving. It's terrible. You can jump through a lot of stuff, yeah. It's just nonsense. It's so badly made. It's just rubbish. You can have half your
0: body through a platform waiting on a moving conveyor and the, the cathedrals will go straight through you, actually straight through your body.
1: Absolute rubbish. I didn't, even, la- I didn't even complete that level. I just couldn't be bothered.
0: So you didn't see Dr. Micro get kicked in the knackers?
1: No. Oh, that's the best bit. I couldn't even be bothered to watch the bad guy getting duffed
0: up. He, he bounces down the screen and then runs off Runs off to the so, right.
1: So, graphics and sound, uh, not very well drawn. Very colourful, yes, not very well drawn at all. I think they're awful. The sound, it, everyone was going on about the sound. I only played four games of it, so it didn't annoy me that much. But it is the same tune, each level. Can they not just add another tune? Uh, those little tunes, which are like, like so many notes and then repeated, must take up just bites of information tiny amounts they could have put another two tunes in surely yeah that's just lazy the whole game is lazy and a rip-off you should be ashamed of yourself holly <laughs> i do quite like yeah, it i'm not angry with you i'm disappointed oh, i knew you were gonna
0: say. Oh, god. right so i'm going to do the scores then because there's lots of nice comments on these scores yeah we have silver smurfette god, i there's think loads book- of
1: them why were they playing it what's wrong with these people
0: they Played a lot more than your fantasy zone. Oh my people.
1: god, what's wrong with them?
0: Silver Smurfette, I think daughter of <laughs> nick Silver Smurf, 3,300. Don't think she liked it. carl Parry, 11,780. He's put it's an odd game this week. A poor man's Donkey Kong. Yeah. Ed Horse, 13,700. Was he playing with hooves? Uh, yeah, I think he still yeah, is. I think
1: he always does. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mark Clayton nineteen thousand six hundred and fifty got to level three and lost the plot and willpower. Yep, so he, he didn't like it. Yep. Stacy King thirty eight thousand thirty nine nearly. Who makes a game where the boxes third level kill you and not the machinery? It's Who cause, does?
1: It's because they're cyanide
0: boxes, probably. They're are bo- no, chair they're, ba- they're chair bases. They're not boxes.
1: It's so like an IKEA box.
0: They are Could lethal
1: be. though. They are lethal. Yeah,
0: don't don't mess with IKEA boxes. <laughs> Victor Marland, what did he get? About 40,000.
1: About that, 39,000-something. I, I played... The only reason I got that is on the last game, I thought, oh, I'll just milk some points on level two. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just guff. The game's just guff. It's not even terrible. It's just meh. Lazy. I, quite, I do
0: quite like it. You're honestly. an idiot. Ross Ross, he's busy being married, but he got 64,410. Mm-hmm. Button Mashing Fun, he's got 65,800. He's put, had a few attempts on this stealing pile of pixels, but turns out that San, this Sanritsu game wasn't my cup of tea. Mm. Paul Guy, 84,500. Good to meet you at Playback, Paul Paul. He's put, mad game, but does get repetitive. Nick 73, looks like it should should looks like it reminds me of donkey kong but i hate it oh hang on he's put it reminds me of donkey kong but i hate it can't put my finger on why
1: and he got one hundred and seventeen
0: thousand. tactical genius 131 and half thousand brian hambo 131 steve tyke one hundred thirty-four thousand. good to meet you at arcade club steve had a good chat neil 20 to 5 Nearly got one hundred and forty thousand. I love the th- first and third levels he's put, but even these quickly get repetitive. I can't be asked point pressing, especially when the controls on stage two are so bad. Yeah, not annoying. enough, not enough variation either. Harumph. Yeah,
1: using butt. my word. Well done.
0: Right, I've got one of the scores out of order here. I'll come back to that. Sal Bugliarassi, one hundred seventy-eight thousand. Troll nuts. Blah, blah. It's not one I'll come back to, but I absolutely hate the movement on the second screen for a start. He is correct. Ben of Steel, 227,500. Loved it, hated it, loved it, and now I'm sort of indifferent. It's like the producer popped out
1: for a pack of fags halfway
2: through and never came
1: back. Yeah, I don't even think there was a producer. I think it's just people just throwing things together. Uh, Yes. Nick, Silver Smurfer, I bet.
0: I bet the game character only wears headphones, so he doesn't have to listen to that theme tune.
1: Oh, they're not—they're not headphones. They're ear defenders, aren't they? Uh,
0: oh, could be. Yeah. fifteen thousand He got Ian Cullen. Three seventy-four thousand. Great game choice. Nice obscure find. No. Having having fun with this one. Yeah, you see. No,
1: he weren't. He wasn't having yes,
0: you fun. You see, Mister he... Tagster. No. Enjoying this one now, although my wife has threatened me if she hears the music again. <laughs> Sol four hundred three six ninety. The second level lets it down a tad. First is a bit meh, but the third is a manic minor esque fun time. Sprites are impressive for the age, you see. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Mark Happy Dude four hundred ninety eight one twenty. All I wanted to do was score over three hundred thousand, and almost two hours later, I get this. Now, how the f do I get the tune out of my head? <laughs> In third place is me, who has played just far too much, 583,730. I got to round 24. Why? Do you know, after round 15, it slows down again.
1: I don't care.
0: <laughs> the, the bonuses go back down to 3,000. They go 3, Did you, four, look, five.
1: look, look, look. Yes. Look, look, look. Did you not get bored of this very quickly? No. I quite Why? Like it. It's because you're a simpleton. <laughs> Do you like colours think. as well? I like colouring in. Well, yeah, exactly. I can just I can just imagine you colouring in a square for 14 hours.
0: Well, not quite 14. Anyway, I have been beaten by a fantastic score from Mr. Mooncrest of bootleg, who's is the Upoko genius. Can't play this for too long a session. Have to agree with the others that the balloon level is frustrating. And way out in front as usual is Mr. <sighs> Charlie Farr, got to round 43. Or 48, something like that. 1,464,480, which may be a main world record, actually. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but who cares? We care. The only reason Charlie Farr played this is because he was starred of games when he was on holiday. And it was the Could only be. thing he had to play. Could be. I, I will have to check that out if it's a world I, record. Or I not. honestly don't understand how all these people played it for more than like four goes because it was just. Just not very well made. Not very interesting, didn't look very good, sounded awful. It won't go a long (laughs) way.
0: (laughs) I liked it, I really did. Oh, you're mental. Quite. Hang on, let's have a see what the world record is. Hold on, listeners. There probably won't
1: be one, because it's not a very popular game, is it?
0: No, there is. I'm just trying to find... I don't think there's one on arcade, I think there's one on MAME. Right, let's try Mike. While you're
1: looking at that and farting about... Sorry, kids. There was no cabinet art. That's how popular this game was. No cabinet art. There is a flyer, which is on the web- on our website in the show notes. Uh, very boring-looking flyer. It's not very interesting. Did it only come out in Japan as well? Probably. Yeah, I never saw it back in the day. Can't remember it. Forgettable game. Uh, the trivia from MAME Info. Uh, the gradually depreciating platforms in this game in the form of beach balls may be the first occurrence of this mechanism in the platform game genre. Numerous other examples would follow, including such examples as the perishable missiles in Contra 3 on the SNES, which the player could cling to mid-level for want of sterner grounding. Whilst much of the content herein resembles the original Donkey Kong series, little else can be attractive in Dr. Micro in terms of originality. The evil Dr. Nemesis may also have been established in video gaming roots here. Subsequent incarnations are most obvious in Rockman, Mega Man series, and also the Sonic games. Even the title's font seems to resemble Capcom's fine platformer shooter. It's also fair to say that Dr. Micro Pioneer's unusually detailed features for its game time. The lifeboat beneath our hero's feet, for example, follows him meticulously throughout the first screen. It's basically a get-out-of-trouble thing, the, the boat, isn't it? Yeah. Have you found a world record?
0: Yeah, finally get through Twin Galaxy's terrible website. It's just really bad to use. Yeah, it awful. is... Charlie Farr is third in the world. Someone's got one point six million, and someone's got two point one million in two thousand and twelve.
1: Why would they bother playing this dull game for that long? What is wrong with some people? <laughs> is I, no. I'm flummoxed. Honestly, I can't understand why people play this game. I, I, I actually like it. Uh, you're I weird, do. Holly. <laughs> you are odd. Uh, so it's yeah, it's
0: quite a few firsts in it, as you as you've read out. You not know, it's,
1: really. I think they're just. I think they're just mistakes. <laughs> and they happen it's, to be first mistakes it's a strange
0: game with a, original ideas and just not it's just it's just a bit short of something good i think it's just not quite there
1: i don't think they play tested it i think it was mm. probably just get, let's get it out it's like donkey kong everyone loves platformers no no san Rizzo, they don't not like that they don't
0: so i've put overall thoughts on them I really like it, a fun game, lots of nice touches, I like the dinghy and the deflating beach ball, I like the high score input, that's quite fun. Can't see why the balloon stage, oh sorry, I can see why the balloon stage upsets people though, because it's not great, is it Vic? Mm. And, words of wisdom from Mr Charlie Farr, is put, so close to being a decent game, jumping mechanic is fun, but sadly only used on the first half of the last screen, second phase is just bizarre, improvements what he reckons, two buttons, simultaneous jump and shoot, jumping required on first stage and more variety on later stages, delete second stage, add two or three more additional platform stages, add more indestructible objects that must be jumped, extra enemy types, change music. I agree with all of that.
1: Yep, he's got good points there. It would be Mm. a reasonable game if they did that. Uh, One of the things I'm just reading on notes here, it's one of the most obscure games we've done since Uncle Pooh.
0: I think so. Yes,
1: yeah. but Uncle Pooh is really good. It's better than this. It's got loads of really good play elements, and they obviously tested it and worked out things and tweaked it, whereas this game they didn't tweak at all, I don't think. Uh, What else does it say on there? Yeah, the third level, I did mention already, it's a rip-off of level three on Kangaroo, and also the rest of... More more Kangaroo than Donkey Kong, I think.
0: Right, I'm going to have to check out Kangaroo. Yeah I... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I don't think you'll like it, but I love it. I really like Donkey Kong uh so this game has wild dreams of being like Donkey Kong or kangaroo, but they're woefully wrong to even dream that
2: can I how upset- dare they
1: how dare San Ritsu even think like that?
0: can I upset you and our thousands of listeners now mm. I never you know I've never been into Donkey Kong, so yes. I like this more than Donkey Kong
1: that has just proved. <laughs> Everything I think about you. Yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's another good one, Vic. Thumbs
1: up from me. Have we actually done Donkey Kong as a challenge? No, I don't think so. Guess what my next game's going to be. Give up. Donkey Kong. Wow. I reckon. Mm. This game did not help my moods. No. No. You've, you've not given it an hour, though. If you've only had four games, you've not given it the hour. Oh, honestly, honestly, that was enough. It was just, it was just, it did not grab my attention at all. It wasn't, oh, what happens if I do that? What happens if I get to Dr. Michael? I just didn't care. <laughs> honestly, the first level was like, you walk across. Yeah. Okay, you walk across and, you, and something might try and hit you. Just shoot it. And that second level, this is kind of like, balloon fight but nowhere near as good and Mm. annoying for the the wafty things that float you about which is you try and control and you can't control which is annoying and then level 3 is just like a really badly put together platform level like Manic Miner or something or you know uh, kangaroo and kangaroo's controls are really tight on that Mm. you know if if a monkey throws some, some apples at you on kangaroo and they hit you They'll hit you and you'll die. And if you miss them, they'll miss you and you won't die. On this game, you can just do anything and you won't get killed, nearly. Of course, yeah, you do get killed. Rubbish.
0: I like it. I like it. We're going to have to disagree on that one. Do do you know what? Yeah.
1: I've forgotten what game it was. What was it again? Dr. Micro. Dr. Who?
0: Micro. Have we done that? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Vic shrugging. I just did a Gallic shrug then. Buff. Mm. Yeah, not sure. (laughs) Right, let's get on to a new bit. Let's do another bit. Come on, then. Home
0: computer and console arcade ports.
1: Earlier on today, for yeah. the podcast, I had a little bit of time. I fired up Bobby Idod's BBC B computer. Yeah. It's sort of not mine anymore because he's buying it off me and he's paid for it off it already. And I'll be sending it to him. I'll be taking it up in October when I go and see him. So, yeah. Bobby, I borrowed your BBC up. You don't mind? And I loaded up Lunar Rescue. Mm -hmm. which is a favourite of ours uh, from the arcade, but maybe not so much on the poor old BBCB computer. Hmm. If you don't know how Lunar Rescue works, the game, go back to podcast number 36, where Sean and I give you the lowdown on the arcade version. Years ago, that was. And we love Lunar Rescue, don't we? I think it's an excellent sequel to Space Invaders, I really do. Really, really good it is. So, this is a version of the arcade classic by someone called S. Evans, back in 1983, for Alligator Software, which I think solely made games for BBCB?
0: No, they did Commodore 64, definitely.
1: Oh, okay. This might have been on the Commodore 64, if you were unlucky enough. Yeah. Uh, so the weirdest thing about this game is the controls. You'd think you'd use two keys, because I like to use keys. I haven't got a joystick for my BBCB. Uh, left and right. Uh, you'd think they'd use keys that were beside each other, like Z and X, maybe, or... yeah. You know, comma and dot, they're next to each other on a keyboard not Mr Evans Uh, A is left and Z is right yeah
0: perhaps he he held his keyboard like a guitar
1: maybe a a guitar. 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 no he's just a fool Uh, with thrust and fire being on the shift key which is fine Uh, the game is obviously going to look a little bit different as the arcade game is on a vertically orientated monitor in the arcade and the BBCB uses a standard horizontal display so the screen looks a little bit squashed but we can live with that loads of games did that back in the 80s Uh, even now actually you start the game and this is where the problems start Oh, oh lordy there are too many asteroids to avoid on the way down to the planet's surface for a start you can hardly make your way through them hardly any room to squeeze your lander through you have a thrust button to slow your descent, but it takes so long to come on when you press the button. When you do land your craft, a little guy runs over and jumps in with you. And he takes ages to get to you across the screen with no foot. On the arcade game, he makes a little foot pads as he it runs across. And this one, it's just nothing, just boring. It makes no noise at all. He's boring while you wait for it. So when you turn back to the mummy ship at the top that you started from, you are now faced with just as many invaders as you had asteroids. So it's actually tons of invaders. Whereas on the arcade version, it's quite sparse. And every now and again, you get that... Remember, it's sort of like a, um, a, a cosmic flare comes across and tries to get you. Like an asteroid flies across the yeah. screen. None of that on this game, as far as I know. So you're trying to shoot the invaders on the way up. Um, but they are also firing at you. And i tell you one thing I noticed as well on this game, another sort of little bug. is As I was going to the top, you know the spaceship opens its door... It didn't open the yeah. door quick enough, and I collided into the door as well. Because <laughs> right. really, in the arcade version, when you get about three quarters of the way up the screen, the door automatically opens, and you can't actually get to the ship fast enough to hit yourself on the door. It's just is impossible. But on this game, you can do it. Now, the game as a port has its small issues, but all the game elements are there. The biggest problem with this commercial game are the bugs in it. I can't believe there's bugs in this game. I was playing and managed to rescue a little man, right? I did actually manage to rescue one. He was indicated by a little man in the top right-hand corner. When I died and the game ended with a game over in the the centre of the screen, the ship blew up in the centre of the screen with a game over actually on the screen, and the game started again. I thought, okay, it's just an automatic start again, so you'd have to press a key or whatever. Fair enough. But it left the little guy in the right-hand top corner of the screen. So the game sort of carried on from where I was. There wasn't a, like, press so and so to continue it just carried on right? right and for some reason I now have infinite lives as well the lives wouldn't go down because when I was I had the BBC B on and I had my computer next to me I was writing notes about it and because it made some annoying noise when you're in the ship at the top you have to I kept to press shift to start the you know, the game so it get killed and it, the lives weren't going down <laughs> and in the arcade version if you leave it too long it just spits you out anyway it does it automatically because it it can't have the game just continuing non-stop. It has mm. to keep going, right? So every time I hit an asteroid or invader, no lives are taken off the stack of three. Also, when I used the ball of fuel with the thrust, it never gave me any more for a new life, making the game near impossible to continue playing forever since I've got infinite lives on it. So I think what had happened is they'd it? forgotten to take a life off. And when it took a life off, it should also reset the fuel maybe. And it mm-hmm. wasn't done. it just wasn't doing it. So I managed to move all the guys on the surface eventually. Uh, I didn't rescue all of them. I killed a lot of the poor little sods, uh, and then you go on to the next rescue, like the next sort of day, and you do get your fuel back then, but you still got infinite lives. They're still not counting down. But I was thinking that someone may have gone into this game into the code and hacked it for infinite lives. Mm-hmm. but I did die I did have one game at the start where I lost all three lives, and yeah, I got the game over in the centre of the screen. So, just weird stuff happened on it. I don't know what was going on with it. This was a commercial game as well, apparently. Very weird. Rubbish. Sound is loud, beeps, and <laughs> noises. Yeah. Uh, as is usual for BBCB, because the BBCB uh, has a very loud speaker built into the machine. It's not through the TV or the monitor, mm-hmm. and there's no volume control. There's no volume control on the BBCB. What you have to do is put your hand over the little get- the grill to stop it making a noise. Or apparently, some people used to put a credit card in there. You could like slip a credit card into it to shut it up a bit. What's it like an emulation? Does it actually emulate the beeps? I presume so. I played it on a proper BBC B, so I don't know. Yeah. But it's never, very, I've very loud. An yeah, very loud. I suppose on, a, on, an em- on an emulator, you've got the sound controls of your computer. You can just turn it down, I suppose. Mm. But not on a real one. The graphics are pretty good. They're similar to the arcade version, quite crude graphics, but well-drawn. Nice colours, you know, very eight colours, the eight colours of the BBCB ad and a lot of those computers of the day. Uh, The game is ruined by the silly controls. But you can play okay with the keys on top of each other, but why? Why did he do that? Mm -hmm, When you could have had A and S or Q and W or whatever? The ridiculously slow thrust also ruins this game. You press thrust and you don't start slowing down straight away. So if you're very close to an asteroid, you've had it. It's rubbish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't believe it was released like this. I really don't. And if I'd bought this as a child for a computer, I'd have been really annoyed. And even back in the day, I was easily pleased. I'd have been annoyed by this. I'd have taken it back to the shop and gone, hey, mister, give me my 3 99 back. Yep, yeah, stick with the original, I think. Yeah, this is not a good port. It's not often I, I review a crap game, but... I found it so rubbish, I thought I'd have to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> not good.
2: Next Show's Game.
1: Okay, let's finish this pod. Well, nearly finish this podcast. I've got a few little things to address uh, with Next Show's Game, and it's a listener pick this time, so I've taken it off a stack of games on the website that listeners have voted for before. I'm not sure who voted for this one.
2: But it's yeah, been on, I'm It's not. been
1: on the list for a long time, hasn't it? And this game is called Mega Twins by Capcom. It looks a bit weird and fun. It looks all right. I've never played it before. I had a quick go. It looks okay. Yeah. I've had quick goes in the past and never really paid too much attention to it. But it's quite cutesy looking. Looks quite good. Yeah. So we'll have to look for it, won't we? Um, it's Capcom. There's only one ROM as far as we know. World nine zero zero six one nine lives two. Is that standard? Think so. Think so. Yeah. Ooh you have a health bar so okay extra uh, lives we don't know not in the dips uh, difficulty 4 which is normal uh, the sdl name on your linux laptop is set to 3 Yeah, are set to 3 pl- by default
0: it? so check that raspberry pi is set to 4 my linux laptop sdl name is set to 3 but it says normal 3
1: what but should we what should we decide on 4 yeah 4 four kiddies play it on 4 yeah And it runs okay on a Raspberry Pi, on advanced MAME. So that's good.
0: Yeah, it runs fine on advanced MAME. It runs slow on final burn alpha. And there's other MAME versions on Raspberry Pi. I'm sure you can get one to play it well.
1: Whatever. Just play it. Play it however you can. And send us your scores, please. And you can submit them on Twitter. Hashtag 10 pscore one zero P S pscore Or just get in contact with me and Sean everywhere you like. And just give us your scores. Enjoy. Nice. Yes. Right, before we finish,
0: mm-hmm. we mentioned it last time, we're going to do a top 50 arcade games of all time, as inspired maybe kind of by Maximum Power Up. Yeah. Who did their top 50. So we've got a poll out. There's one on our website that you can fill in a little form. There's bits on various forums. Do you know we've already had over 60 in about a day? 60
1: all I can say is thank you, listeners, for helping 60 us out. 60 votes.
0: I'm going to do the mother of all spreadsheets and collate it all. Yep. Every game gets a point, so if 30 people vote for Star Wars, it'll have 30 points, you know. I'm sure it'll we'll have quite a few that game. And we're going to talk about 50 games in it. We'll probably leave this going for a month, would you say, the poll? I reckon it's month. going to
1: take us a while to do the podcast, because we've got to sit here and talk about it. And what mm. we're doing as well, I've asked a lot of friends... Family, animals, vegetables, yes, podcasters, similar kind of thing, uh, to give us an audio submission so we can have our friends, family, listeners, whatever you want to call them, convicts, yes, people talk about their favourite game. And we're going to do. Yeah. We've asked for sort of a few minutes worth, and it, we'd be absolutely delighted if you want to send us an audio submission or if you want to talk about a game, you can get in contact with me or Sean, and we'll try and set up a Skype talk with them. And we can yep. guide you through audio recording if you don't know how to do it. And we can edit it. We'll make you sound good. If you're if you're not very confident, don't worry. We'll make you sound good. We can cut out all ums and ahs. And by the magic of editing, it'll be great, honestly. So please send us in your submissions. At the moment, there's a little sort of caveat with that. We don't know what's going to be in the top 50 because we haven't worked it out yet. People haven't put all their votes in. Sean hasn't worked it out. But we're pretty confident a lot of games are going to be in the top 50. We're talking Space Invaders, Bubble Bobble, Outrun. Dr. Micro. Not Dr. Micro. (laughs) So if you have got a game that's pretty... you're pretty sure it's going to be in the top 50 and you want to talk about it, you can send us an audio submission. We want to know where you played it, what you thought of it, what the cabinet you played looked like, if you can remember it, if you've got the cabinet, if you've got the hardware... When you played it, if you're still playing it, were you a good scorer on it? Just all sorts of stuff. You know, your memories of it when you played it. Did you play it with your brother and sister? Played with your mates? You know, where was it? Was it in a a bowling alley or a swimming pool or a cafe or whatever? We want to know. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have some audio submissions. So, when we talk about it, we'll have different people talking about the games, have different spins on things. Mm. And it's going to be a long podcast. So, it may. Be a couple of parts. We don't know yet.
0: Could be, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or
1: you might have to use your pause button.
2: Yes. Good oh then. my
1: god. So, <laughs> get onto it. The form is on the website. Uh, whereabouts is on the website, Sean? It's on the front of the website. The front of the <laughs> website. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not on the bottom or the sides of the website, everyone. It's on the, f- it's on the front. <laughs> if you have a look round, you'll probably find it. I might leave a link somewhere for it on yeah, the it's website.
0: Next, it's next to the home tab. So you've got home and then it's the next one. I've moved it along.
1: Excellent. Thank you for doing that. So is that, is that business concluded for this show? I think show? it may be, so, Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening and we'll see you two weeks' time. Yes. Thank you very much. Catch you again. Goodbye.
2: Jolene 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 I'm begging of you please don't take my man
1: You can download or play the podcast read all the show notes and leave feedback at www10 You can email me at at uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page you can tweet me at TenpenceRK and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered.